Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Been on Twitter. He's Bradley Sal, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. It's a mailbag edition of Talk of Champions because Sunday was quite the busy day in Ole Miss football. So much happened. A lot of recruiting. Some rumblings about Jeff Levy potentially leaving for Oklahoma. Elsewhere, we'll talk about that. Brad, what's up? What's up, man? Yeah, I agree. I think there's um, a lot of stuff going on. We knew it would get interesting. Um, this is the silly season on top of recruiting season. So, um, a lot of stuff going on. Ole Miss gets, gets in the sugar bowl as well. So, um, yeah, man, I think, I think a lot of, a lot of stuff, a lot of moving pieces for Ole Miss football today. I didn't even bring up the sugar bowl. Just shows you where my mind is right now. Just chasing leads all day on Sunday. Yeah. Who, who all do you see, dude? Did you, uh, I know you were, you had to track down some recruits, talk to some recruits. Who all do you see? Anybody, anybody interesting, worth noting? The only prospect or not prospect, but target, because he's a transfer portal guy that we didn't get to talk to on Sunday. At the end at Ole Miss was Dylan Gabriel, the UCF transfer. But let's be real here. His entire possible future at Ole Miss is tied to Jeff Levy. If Jeff Levy isn't here, he's most likely not going to be here either. But everybody else, Zach Evans, the TCU transfer, former five-star running back, Bryson Hurst recommitted to Ole Miss over the weekend. Larry Simmons, a four-star wide receiver, committed to Ole Miss. Talked to every single one of them. And if you want to check out those interviews and all the recruiting tidbits, or we call them dailies, dailies at the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com and affiliateofon3.com, check us out. And if you haven't signed up, seven-day free trial in the lead-up to National Signing Day. So go check us out because we had a lot going on this weekend and it was a pretty good day for Ole Miss, I would say, all things considered, because I think outside of getting commitments, it couldn't have gone better with those guys. Percy Lewis was another one. Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College offensive lineman. They believe he could step in and start immediately. And if signing day was today, he would be an Ole Miss Rebel. But signing day is not today. And he's going to Mississippi State this weekend. So a lot to follow. And Zach Barry and myself will have our regular Talk of Champions recruiting podcast, I think, on Tuesday. The days are kind of running together. I'm not really trying to plan things too far out in advance with everything that's going on. Because as we record right now, Brad, before we jump to this mailbag, so many questions, by the way. I asked for questions at like 3 p.m. on Sunday and still got 50 some people really fired up and passionate for some questions on talk of champions. They just want to hear from Brad. That's what it is. I would go out on a limb and say 89% of them are going to be about coach Levy. <laughs> I would yes, say a lot of those that's, are going to be that's coach safe. Levy. That's safe. Yeah. Yeah. Safe to say. Yeah. Yeah. But before we jump to that, as we're recording this, Brent Venerables has been hired as the next head coach at Oklahoma. And we knew this was probably coming. News has started to kind of trickle out late last week. 
and I texted you about this and you felt some things out on your end of it because you're really well connected with the Jeff Levy side of things. And while everyone expected Brent Venerables to be the head coach eventually, I think the Jeff Levy aspect of this didn't really heat up until Sunday. So we don't know what's happening with Jeff Levy right now as we record on this Sunday night. So as you're listening to this, he might be gone already. But I think it was a foregone conclusion earlier in the day. But Ole Miss has proven through its offer on Sunday that it's going to fight to keep him. So we're going to play out both sides of this, okay? Number one, if Jeff Levy leaves, where should Ole Miss go? What does it mean, first of all, to have no Jeff Levy anymore? And then where does Ole Miss go? Well, you know, I think that I, I suspected that that Jeff Levy was going to leave um, leave this season anyways. I did not. I, w- I, w- I would have been totally shocked if you told me he was going to leave for another OC job. Um, just don't. I, I think if he leaves for an OC job, that's much more telling than, than, um, than you know, I, it, it just doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't make sense to me. I, I know personally he, he probably has, um, you know, reasonings for it or, or whatever, but it just doesn't seem like, I think that I thought in my mind, the next move for him was, was to be a head coach. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That kind of interesting. I think that that that's kind of telling that that maybe lead to me some to have some more questions. Um, but we'll see what happens here. I know that it's a um, you know still still a long way to go. But yeah, you're right. It's heating up and um, a little bit a little bit shocked by it. But you know, at the end of the day, if he does go, it's gonna it's gonna suck. Cause he's he's meant a lot to the program and has um, you know you know really done some some neat things for us in recruiting and and just the kind of guy he is. But um, you know only thing you can do at, at Ole Miss and, and as a staff laying himself is go out and find the next guy and find him ASAP because right in the middle of recruiting season, you have to, you have to find your guy. You can't sit on your hands. Um, you have, you have to know who, who's coming next. So you can land some portal guys or, or land some guys in general. Lane would move quickly. Graham Harrell, maybe Joe Brady was fired by the Panthers on Sunday. There are going to be some candidates. T Martin makes some sense. But until we get some actual, real information behind the candidacies of different guys, I'm not going to put together a hot board. I will say this. It's 8.36 p.m. on this Sunday. And as you were talking, my mic was muted because I got a call and someone said to me that would know that he's gone. He's going to Oklahoma. So I'm not reporting that. I'm simply saying that this person would know, and I guess we'll see. I'm going to post something in Ole Miss Spirit. The expectation, potentially or probably, Jeff Levy's going to be the Oklahoma offensive coordinator. He played there. But if Ole Miss were to keep him, obviously the train keeps rolling. Dylan Gabriel's probably your quarterback next year. But if he's not here, and that's looking like what the outcome is inevitably going to be, then all of that kind of stuff changes. It's not just about the offense looking different. Because Lane Kiffin's offense is going to look pretty much the same, whoever's running it. Generally speaking, I mean, there's some different things. They bring their own flavor to it. But for the most part, it's going to look pretty much the same. The question becomes, the next person, who do you bring in as a quarterback transfer? Because Dylan Gabriel then becomes real iffy, if not done, the pursuit of him. So now what? If it's Graham Harrell, do you bring Dart with you as a transfer? That's interesting. Does it open up other possibilities for you? Are those considerations once you hire an offensive coordinator? I don't know. But you can't fault the guy for going to Oklahoma, having his own offense with no questions about, oh, is it Lane's or is it Jeff's? But he has given up a lot, and we've talked about this before. First of all, 
Ole Miss offered him a three-year escalating contract pushing $2 million a year for every single year. He might have accepted it as you're listening to this. Again, this is very fluid, and we're trying to record a podcast and balance that out. But Ole Miss offered him that contract, which is more than competitive. It was not going to be about money for Jeff Levy. If he was leaving, it was for other considerations, not money. And I think that's kind of what's playing out here right now. Yeah, I'd have to agree here, man. I think this is a, this is going to be a total personal decision. I, I think has I think Ole Miss will more than match. I think Ole Miss has, has reiterated him multiple times how much they want him here, um, and, and willing to willing to pay him accordingly. So it has nothing to do with that, um, which you know bring, brings me into a deeper deeper thought. You know, hey, why you know what is the um, you know, what's the reasoning for it? A lateral move. You know, it, it was his album modern, so you can you can throw that in there. And then you got to wonder, hey, does he want um, does he want to retain Joe John at, at OU, and does he want to bring Clem as an o, as an O line coach? That'll be interesting to see what happens if those two things happen. Um, whenever he takes that, if he takes the OC job, then I will um, I'll pretty much know what the what the reasoning was with that without it being said. Which is what? Which is getting back comfortable with his O line coach and his his you know typical tight end coach. And I think you I think you can pretty much put it in the bank too that if if Levy goes to to OU, I'm I'm more than sure that um, you know John David Baker probably falls him as well because that's that's one of his guys and probably Phil as well. Um, if if I had to guess, those those are going to be all guys that are that you'll be looking to um, he'll be looking to bring with him. Is it conflict with Lane Kiffin? I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not in it that, um, that deep to know, but it just, to, to me, to leave for an OC job, um, I don't know. I mean, it just, it brings that question up. I think, I think that, um, you know, if, if, if the comfort was there and, and the money was there, um, you know, I don't understand, you know, what the push to leave would be, you know, um, other than if you love OU that much, um, you know, that's just the place you want to be. I get it. You know, school, you school you're at, but, you know, I think this may be a little bit more about, you know, getting back with some guys that you're comfortable with on top of maybe having full keys to the offense or, or something along the lines of that. But to me, it just, um, you know, it doesn't, doesn't add up completely whenever you're looking at it from just a, um, you know, business standpoint. He's given up a lot because it's not just about being the offense coordinator at Ole Miss, but let's be honest here, Lane's always going to be a flight risk. If you stay at Ole Miss, you're going to be the next head coach. We can talk about how Ole Miss should do this, that, or the other, but from everything you and I have talked about or gotten from people that would know, as all this Miami stuff floated about with Lane Kiffin, other jobs coming open, if something happens, yes, there's a list. Yes, Keith would vet potential guys, the likeliest outcome is Jeff as the head coach. That's given up a lot. That's your fastest path to a top 20 job. Not to say that he wouldn't get it if he has success at Oklahoma, but it's not like Oklahoma right now is the destination that it's been for, what, 20 years? Yeah. It's not the same. Not today. Especially coming to the SEC. So if you come to the SEC and you go 6-6, six and six, well, now your star is not quite the same. Remember what happened with Mark Hudspeth? Mark Huspeth went somewhere else when he was the next guy up at Mississippi State. Not saying this will ever happen to Jeff Levy. I think he's a hell of a football coach. He's going to do great wherever he is. But Mark Huspeth did not win enough, flamed out, and now he's not in coaching. That will not happen to Jeff Levy. He's too, too good of a play caller, too good of an offensive mind for that to happen to. 
but you have to know that's part of the risk of what you're giving up, despite what might not be the best working relationship. Not saying it's bad, not saying yeah. it's good. It just might not be the best with Lane Kiffin. Listen, here, here's the deal. If you look up in three weeks, which I, I hope that, that things turn and, and he is, you know, accepts our offer. But if you look up in two, three weeks, and Jeff Levy's the OC at Oklahoma, uh, Randy Clements is the O-line coach at Oklahoma, and Joe John Finley's the tight end coach, you're going to have your answer right there. I mean, that just, that just is what it is. If, if that happens, you won't have to look any farther than, hey, he was getting his, his band back together, so to speak. So um, that's, that's, where, that's where my eyes will be for the next couple of weeks. Let's open up the mailbag. Mail the mail's here. You've got mail. Special mail for you. This is a letter to Hollywood saying, keep it up. Movies are great. Open up the Modern Woman mailbag to answer your questions. Starting us off, it's going to be a busy, full, loaded up mailbag. Jay Freshwater Esquire at the Swansonator. If the early rumors about Levy to OU are true, where does that put us with Dylan Gabriel? Well, Ole Miss was the favorite, if not the obvious going to happen landing spot now. You're not necessarily out of the picture, but you're certainly far off compared to other potential landing spots. You're going to have to make up a lot of ground. There's no obvious connection anymore. But from all accounts, he enjoyed his visit, and maybe that's all that matters. Maybe that type of fit doesn't really concern him. But all I heard about Dylan Gabriel is wherever Jeff Levy is, that's where Dylan Gabriel is going to be. And if that's the case, well, that's not going to be Ole Miss necessarily. You think you think oh, you take some? You think no, you think he no. would be? No, yeah, unless um, Caleb Williams transfers. Yeah. And something I've heard, too, yeah. about Jeff Levy and his candidacy at OU is the selling point from his side of things that Oklahoma could really get involved with Arch, could end up landing Arch, playing up all that Heisman history with Oklahoma and Jeff Levy already having the pre-existing relationship, becoming that alternative to an Ole Miss to a Georgia that Texas had emerged as the potential front runner early, which I think was overblown. Well, now Oklahoma takes that over with Jeff Levy. We'll see. I don't know if I buy that all that much, but it makes sense. And I do know with those rumors of things, it got back to Caleb Williams and his family and they were not potentially happy, not particularly happy. Excuse me. They were not happy. So we'll see. We'll see. Also from Jay Freshwater Esquire, do you like Joe Brady? I'll let you handle this one, Brad. Do you like Joe Brady as a replacement? Realize that could be a long shot. Um, yeah, I actually, actually really like Joe Brady. I think that he's, um, you know, he I think he would mesh well with Lane, especially with some of the route concepts he was doing at LSU. Very similar. I, I've always been very fond of him. I actually thought that he would be a great, great hire for for LSU. Um, yeah, I thought that would be a target, especially with all he did there. Um, but yeah, I think he would certainly be, I mean, that, that would honestly be a blessing in disguise. Um, yeah, I do not want Levy leave very fond of Levy, but you know, the guy just randomly gets fired today or whenever, and you know, your OC leaves and you get to pick up a guy like Joe Brady, who's won a national title. I think that would be, that'd be somewhat of a silver lining for, for what would, what would be a terrible taste in, in, in our mouth. It would certainly help with whoever the next big quarterback transfer portal target is going to be. They're going to add a transfer portal quarterback. I still think they'll be in it a little bit with Dylan Gabriel, but losing Levy, that just throws the biggest of wrenches into the plans in regards to Dylan Gabriel. 
B Ford at B Ford 89. If we do lose Lebby, should we try to poach Kendall Bryles? They will. I think there'll be a little, well, not necessarily poach. There will be some communication, some engagement reaching out to him. But Kendall Bryles isn't coming to Ole Miss. That's what I heard on Sunday. Maybe it happens because I could be completely wrong, but I just heard, yeah, they'll fill him out. He won't come. But if you can pay $2 million, because <laughs> Arkansas will do what Ole Miss did with Levy, they'll match any offer. Yeah, I just don't. I, I, I think there's actually a zero chance that happens. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think Lane goes. I just don't see it. I, I don't see that that being a, um, you know, Kendall's kind of the same same way. He's kind of getting ready for his neck for a head coach gig potentially. And um, a lateral move to Ole Miss really does um, does him no good. He actually has a quarterback that that he can work with for the next couple of years that is up and coming with a solid slew of talent at Arkansas. I think I think it's just a better fit for him at this moment. Well, it's exactly why Levy is potentially moving on. It's his offense. Same thing at Arkansas. It's Kendall's offense. It's not Sam Pittman's offense. There are no questions. Correct. Yeah, when you're getting interviewed by Texas Tech or being vetted by Texas Tech or whoever it might be like it was with Levy, is it really your offense? Same kind of deal. Yeah, I, 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 just, I just don't I don't think that's happening. I actually, no, I don't think you'll see another Baylor guy, former Baylor guy, be involved with the Kiffin offense. Graham Harrell makes sense. Joe Brady makes obvious sense. He doesn't have a job right now, and so does T. Martin. Good buddies with Kiffin. Kiffin? Kiffin. Kiffin. That's one to watch. Great recruiter. We'll get right back to this Talk of Champions mailbag with Bradley Salford, Momus offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet, after I tell you briefly about Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman and Cheney's Pharmacy, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. Are you looking for a career change? Maybe COVID threw you for a loop. Maybe it's time that you did something else. Maybe you're just tired of working nine to five for 40 hours every week just to make money for someone else. Well, our phone line sponsor, Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, is looking to hire new financial representatives here in Mississippi. No background experience is necessary. You do have to be a resident of Mississippi, but what he's looking for is someone who is highly self-motivated and wants to make a difference in the lives of others. A full-time position comes with benefits such as health insurance, a matching 401k, and a pension plan. Don't wait around anymore. It's time to make a change. So for more information, feel free to reach out to Thomas Chandler today directly through Facebook or his number at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. Make the change. Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, the title sponsor of Talk of Champions. It's the most wonderful time of the year. No, it's not Christmas time. It's football season, specifically Ole Miss football season. You want to be there, right? In the Grove, in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, cheering on the Rebels every single Saturday. The only way to do that is to make sure you're healthy, to take care of yourself, to have a pharmacy that you can trust. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi, that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy, a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years, as red and blue as the Rebels themselves. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there. Hands down, it's not close. So give Cheney's a call, 662-234-7221, or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at cheneyspharmacy.com. Make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more. <laughs> 
than just a pharmacy. World Series champion Nate at Nate underscore Bloomberg. Is it possible to go an entire weekend in New Orleans without heartburn, lots of gumbo and alcohol? There is no chance whatsoever unless you pack a shit ton of tums. And even then, you're not guaranteed anything. I lived in New Orleans for six months. I gained 15 pounds in six months eating all that stuff. And I had yeah. my share of heartburn. There is no avoiding it. The food down there is completely different. You think spicy up here? You think you know spicy up here? You don't know spicy till you go to New Orleans. Yeah, I'm officially going on a heavy diet until the Sugar Bowl, so <laughs> that way I can I can have some room. Because if you go, if you show up to the Sugar Bowl kind of already heavy, you're going to leave a little heavier. Mm. So I, my goal is to go on a serious diet for the next, you know, three three weeks or so, so I have some room to like enjoy myself. When are you getting down there? I'm going to go on that, um, I think, Friday morning, first thing. The game's at 745, so that I think that actually helps Ole Miss fans. You know, a lot of people can drive the day of. It can of. just be a day uh, of or the weekend, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it can be a day of. But I'm, I'm going to go the day before, um, go down there, watch some football, hang out. You know, a bunch of people going down. So um, I'm going to – I think the day before that morning is going to be perfect. Plenty of time in New Orleans. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a Shark Tank party. My buddy's put it on. Do you want to go with me for free? Or are you going to be with the family the whole time? What's a Shark Tank party? I guess i got to introduce you to the Shark Tank party then. Let's just say I've it's never the party. heard of Okay, it's the party. That's interesting. Okay. You have to fill me in. Last time I was in New Orleans and went to the Shark Tank party, it was Marshall and Lance Lynn. It, it was a lot of fun. I'll just leave it there. It's a lot of fun. And my buddies put it on so we can get in for free. I'm not going oh, no. up there anytime before Friday. I'm with you. Get us in Jake yeah, for I think, the full I think week. Friday not, morning, yeah. get down there. Yeah. It's kind of like Las Vegas is New yeah, Orleans I don't, for I don't me. Think. One day, not enough. Two days, perfect. Three days, get the hell out of town. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. All right. Mike Autry at Bearcat Autry. Is there another assistant coach on staff? that has worked under Levy that can move up to his position if he leaves. No, I don't see that. No. No, I think, yeah. Yeah. They'll get, they'll go grab an outsider. I just don't think there was, there was that guy. I think, um, you know, a couple of years ago it was Joe John Finley was potential for that, hmm. but, um, he ended up moving on. So Andrew Robel at Robel peace prize. Any chance Ole Miss lands Jaheim Otis? That's a great question. As I reported on the Ole Miss spirit, he's on campus right now. For a surprise official visit. I hinted about it on the Ole Miss Spirit, OwnSpirit.com, and affiliate of Own3.com, that there could be a potential significant positive development for Jaheim Otis on Sunday. Well, he did show up for the visit that I was hinting at, and I don't know if he's leaving today on this Monday or Tuesday morning. He has to report to Hattiesburg for the Miss Al game on Tuesday, but that matters because now he's going to be tied up with those obligations until at least midday Saturday, if not later, maybe even Sunday morning. So his last visit, he'll have to decide, have to choose between Alabama, where he's committed, or Mississippi State. So right now, and it could change, but right now it looks more like an Ole Miss-Alabama battle. And I still think he's going to stick with Alabama, but it seems like more of an Alabama-Ole Miss battle than an Alabama-Mississippi State or a three-team race, despite what some in certain quarters would say. There is nothing... A miss in Denmark, as one 
competing rival reporter put out there on Sunday, I think. Something like that. It's not anything like that. This has been in the works, has this visit since, I think, Tuesday. And he's on campus right now, and I hope to catch up with him afterwards. So, yes, there is a chance. There is a chance. Do I still think he's going to stick with Alabama? Yes, I do. But there is a real chance. I was told yesterday, well, today, since we're recording on Sunday, that Ole Miss has, quote, a real shot. What's the chances on Dylan Gabriel and Zach Evans? Dylan Gabriel, without Levy, not good at all. Zach Evans, the way he talked to me, man, it seems like it's either Ole Miss or sticking at TCU. He's got a week and a half to take visits. And Ole Miss was the first place he came. I think he told me, or I heard this, one or the other, that he kind of regretted or expressed to Kevin Smith that he regretted not committing to Ole Miss back in 2020. Former five-star prospect, number one running back in the country, he'd be a big get because Ole Miss is probably going to lose one of, if not both, of Jerrion Ely and Snoop Connor. Kevin at KAC331759. If Lebby leaves and Gabriel goes with him, who is the logical portal quarterback target? I know it'll depend on the new OC, but what do you both think, Brad? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd have to dig in a little deeper. And I, I think it's totally 100% depending on who the OC is. And I think that's going to be very important um, hire um, for Lane to, to kind of, you know, you, you find your OC that you're comfortable with. And then you kind of figure out, hey, who do you, who did you coach or who, who did you coach with that's in the portal, whatever, or who would want to come with you kind of deals. So um, I think that, um, yeah, I think I think that those two are going to run so hand in hand. It's just hard hard to speculate. There are some guys out there, but um, you know, I'll be interested to see how that's handled. And um, you know, I, I think that it's going to a lot of it's going to depend on you know who the OC is. Ole Miss is still in communication with Spencer Rattler in Arizona State, which which was considered the potential favorite for him. Well, their quarterback's coming back for his senior year. How does that affect him? No longer really the favorite, right? If he's going to have to compete with the returning starter. So Ole Miss could be a real possibility there. Jack Miller from Ohio State makes sense. I don't know if there's been any real contact. He just has a lot of Ole Miss ties. They could get Miles Brennan right now, but I think they want to do better, to be honest with you. So say it's Graham Harrell. Does a dart transfer intrigue you? It does me. Yeah, I think that, I think that would certainly be a, be a pretty solid, solid pickup. He'd be huge. That's the most fascinating thing, just where they go as far as a transfer quarterback. If it's not Gabriel and Levy, which, as we're recording this again, I don't want to cue up the broken record or anything, but as we're recording this, seems like not going to happen anymore. If that's the case, then you move on to the Rattlers or whoever the hire is coming in. And then, I don't know. I mean, I think they'll have their choice, really, of a couple of really good guys, intriguing guys. But if you're looking for the instant impact already produced guy, Rattler's the one that really sticks out right now, unless a dart gets in the portal. And it's not like a kid, if he isn't in the portal right now, he's not going to get in the portal. You can still get in the portal. Ole is still waiting on Deion Smith. So it's not over, or the options aren't slim pickings just because Gabriel, if Levy goes to Oklahoma, doesn't end up at Ole Miss. You're still going to see Ole Miss pick up a transfer quarterback. I don't know who it is, but it's going to happen. Coach Bates at Bro Brandon Bates. What skill positions do we absolutely have to have an impact transfer in order to maintain success offensively and defensively? I'll handle offense. Wide receiver, running back, offensive line. If you can get a tight end, that's a bonus. What about defense, Brad? Defense, I think we, we need a, a linebacker, which it looks like we're going after one. And we got to – man, I don't know if there's any out there, but some kind of pass rusher, man. 
Like I, I like that you like to try to get someone that can somewhat feel that void of Sam Williams or, or give you something off the edge. Um, that, that, that that's intriguing, which, which we do have two guys returning that, that definitely showed some promise, um, you know, off the edge. And I think that, um, I, I think adding one more guy would be, or, you know, would be very, very beneficial. And I think on offense, you nailed it, you know, a, a couple tackles or a tackle, a good wide receiver, a solid running back and quarterback. And you, and you may not even see much of a drop off on offense. I mean, other than, you know, quarterback could be a little bit tough to replace, but, um, you know, getting, getting some experience there and, and with lane scheme, um, you could, you could be at a role and, you know, not take too big of a step back. With Deion Smith, sources still are insistent that it's a matter of when, not if, he gets into the portal. He plays at LSU. Ole Miss offered Louisville transfer wide receiver Jordan Watkins on Sunday. Other names, Josh Moore from Texas, Xavier Williams from Alabama, Theo Weiss from Oklahoma. As far as offensive linemen, the one with any real smoke around them as far as Ole Miss is Miles Frazier from FIU. Ole Miss went in home with him last week. And he is a plug-and-play tackle, potentially a right tackle. And if you can get him, maybe Percy Lewis to start at guard. You're cooking pretty good at the offensive line. So those are the names I would pay attention to right now on the offensive end. And, of course, defensively, I think the biggest impact addition is just returning Chance Campbell. And I think that's real. I do think that he's going to test the NFL waters, and it's more likely than not that he goes. But it's definitely not a guarantee, unlike some other guys, like Nick Broker. He's gone. Chance Campbell, there's a real chance he could return. That, to me, would be a bigger addition than anything else they could add in the portal. Terrence Cooks, they're going to add him potentially. I keep saying potentially because I don't want to say anything definitively. I've been burned too many times. But at this point, Ole Miss is the prohibitive favorite for Terrence Cooks. But Chance Campbell would be the biggest addition, just getting him back. Yeah, he would be. He would certainly be huge um, You know, from what he did this year. Um, yeah, a guy like that would, would, would certainly, you know, um, what goes without saying he would be, he'd be a huge, huge keep. Will Green at Will for the Rebs. What would you say the chances of Ely and Snoop coming back next year are together? Very low. One of them, a little under 50%, a little under 50%. I think Snoop is more likely to return than Jerry on Jerry on's either going to go pro or really, he's just going to go pro. I mean, I heard some transfer stuff about Jerry on a couple weeks ago, but his strong finish to the year really erased those doubts. Snoop wants more carries. Don't get it twisted. He wants more carries. But I think that him not being in the portal by now is an encouraging thing. It means, one, they're going to test the NFL draft waters before anything else. And if one of them goes and one of them comes back, well, then I think it becomes an easier sell as far as being the uh, featured back. But there's a reason why Zach Evans was on campus this weekend. He's not a guy that's coming in to just sit behind somebody else. Yeah, that that situation's amazing to me. I just don't um I don't know. I mean, I I feel like they both should be back. That's just my my honest opinion, but um yeah, I don't know. I guess I I could see Snoop transferring because he wants more carries, mm-hmm. um which which would be ridiculous not to <laughs> you know, to let the guy like that walk, but you know it is what it is. They obviously he's not the He's definitely not the favorite, um, you know. You know here, and that's obvious. He does I mean, there's. I don't think he has first carry to like seven minutes to go in the second quarter of the Egg Bowl. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just odd to me too that those two guys. There should be plenty of carries for both. Um, I, but I don't know. I mean, I, that's just, it just doesn't seem like that's going to happen, and it's, and it's odd to me because I don't really see either one um, quite ready for the next level yet. Harris Bell at H Bell thirty eight. If Snoop and Ely leave, is it to enter the draft? Not necessarily. 
Pray for everyone affected at Oxford High at a true rebel underscore 99. Do you think we get Zach Evans? And if so, what happens to one or two of the other running backs on the roster? I think at least one, at least one is gone for sure. Now, I'm not reporting that, that it's happening, but I think from everybody I've talked to that that's going to happen. Yeah, well, I, th- I think it's fair. I mean, the, the fact that they're bringing in a Zach mm, Evans is yeah. fair to say that somebody has said something or or somebody's told somebody something because, I mean, if, if you bring in a Zach Evans, where's there room for him? I mean, you're going to have – you'll be so overcrowded there. It would be, be crazy. So somebody said something. Um, or, Jerry or wants to go they, pro. He wants to go pro. It doesn't matter what you think about it. He wants to go pro. Yeah, well, that would be interesting. Yeah. Do you think we get Zach Evans? I think so, if you made me guess. But if they don't get him, don't go, Ben, you lied to me. That's not what I'm doing. I'm making me guess right now. How was he at TCU? I've not seen anything on this kid at all. I will say this, though. So the Zach Evans kid, I need to look into it. But the the one kid from Alabama, what's his name? The Judkins or yeah, whatever Sean the guy. Judkins. He's legit. He is legit, legit, legit. I, I, we're gonna do another segment where I want I want to break him down. That kid, that kid, maybe an, an absolute steal. I mean, he you watch him run. He is he's legit, dude. I got. I think we got a. I think we may have stole a running back from Alabama that would have been an Alabama style running back. So I, I'm excited to talk about that one day. He's actually a kid that I that I've been looking into a little bit, and I'm like, man, that's that was a pretty good get for us. Evans rushed for 648 yards and five touchdowns on 92 carries as a sophomore. Had 130 yards on 10 catches and a touchdown, and all totaled 1,063 rushing yards. Over his TCU career, averaged seven point three yards per carry. He's interesting. I, I, yeah, I'm gonna look into that. I'm gonna see what kind of system they ran and how how he looked or whatever. Maybe he was underutilized or whatever. But um, yeah, I'd be interested to look into. I, I definitely remember that name when he was coming out. Blake Taylor at Dish Boots Blake Xavier Harris plus Jaheim Otis equals winning football. Am I right? That's two big time defensive tackles. But Xavier Harris has the versatility yeah. to move over to offensive tackle too. So I don't think his Position is necessarily set in stone. I think he'll absolutely start out as a defensive lineman. And uh, I think that's where his greatest potential is. But if he needed to move, he could. If you get those two guys, whoo. Well, let's not forget Tywan Malone, too, from the year before. So those three together, you're, you're looking at a um, Georgia slash Alabama style um, three, three, three D line. And so that's a, um, those would be three, you know, pretty darn solid pieces to build around in the future. Forrest Crumbie at Forrest Crumbie. Golly, these questions are all the same. With the potential that Snoop and Ely don't return, who do you predict leading the backfield? Any confidence Zach Evans ends up a rebel? I do have confidence, but recruiting is fluid, and it's no guarantee that he leaves TCU. They're still going to honor his scholarship if he wants to go back, and that's something that he mentioned was a real possibility. Yeah. You got to wonder if Zach Evans is waiting to see what happens with with Ely or Connor as well. You know, I mean, he, he knows the situation. Um, you know, one of those guys mess around leaves and he says, Hey, you know what? I feel like I can come in, but if those guys stay, um, I don't, I don't know. There's many backs out there. I'd rather have than those two together, you know? So, um, you know, maybe he's watching that situation as well. Eric Rast at Eric Rast one. Are we all in on Gabriel? Not necessarily with Levy. Yes. Or are they also talking to yours? Ewers, I don't think, is a realistic possibility. The connection there was Jeff Levy recruited him, Texas ties, Texas kid, offered him, and really pursued him at Ole Miss. 
Without Levy, there's not a real connection there. And it seems like from everything I'm gathering, he wants to go back closer to home in Texas. He's from South Lake, visited Texas or visited by Texas. Steve Sarkeesian went home with him, going to TCU, Texas Tech. I think he's staying in Texas. If Levy goes, though, you look out for that. I'm just going to say that right now. I think that's a, that, that would be a real possibility. At Ole Miss or Oklahoma? At Oklahoma, if he goes to Oklahoma. If Levy were to leave for Oklahoma, I think that would be a real possibility for Oklahoma to get him. Ole Miss Sports at Rebel Sports Talk. Zach Evans gets 20-plus touches a game next year if he comes. I don't think they really do that with their backs. Yeah, I don't think so either, man. I think it's a you know, it's kind of a hosh posh. They kind of have difference, you know. It's really whoever gets stuck in there in the hurry up, you know. So, um, you know, some of those guys that just, you know, you may get in there and you run one good play, then all of a sudden you're in a hurry up and you get four or four straight after that. So just kind of depends on who starts out the drive and, um, you know, what, what situational football comes up. Way too early guess it's starting DBs next season. Cornerbacks, let's go DeAndre Prince and Miles Battle. And the safeties, Otis Reese, A.J. Finley, Kedron Smith, and Tysheem Johnson. Uh, yeah, we'll have we'll have most of our secondary intact with maybe a couple a couple other young guys coming up as well. Kedron or Otis could surprise and leave. They'd be better served to come back because Kedron would go undrafted, and I think he could start next year. He started a lot of games this year. Nick Blakely at CFC Nichols. Who would be Lane's number one choice for OC if when Levy leaves? I guess Graham Harrell, Joe Brady. I feel like we're saying the same things over and over now. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I think I, I think we need to do a, a good job of looking back into his past and who he has connections with. Um, I feel like you know, I feel like those are the obvious names, but you know, it's Lane Kiffin. I feel like there could be a surprise in there. Remember. No one knew who Jake Thornton was when he hired him. Nobody. Yeah, not a soul. So that's that's what I wonder. You know, is there somebody out there that really knows the system that he's super comfortable with, or or super you know you connected with that that, that he's comfortable? You know, maybe it was a a guy that was an assistant at one point. Now he's now he's upgrade. You just never know with him. And I just feel like it's I feel like the obvious won't be obvious when it comes to him and, and who he's going to hire. Deplorable Reb at Deplorable Reb. With us all now just seeing the coaching carousel reflect the early signing period with coaches jumping sooner to get a head start on recruits. How do you think NIL and an expanded SEC and playoff will affect the sport in five years' time? Well, as far as NIL, you're already seeing how it's impacting it. I think kids and interviews and getting to know them and that kind of stuff, it'll all have to be who are they getting paid by? Where's the money coming from? Recruiting, same thing. Zach Evans is not going to go to a place where he can't get money on NIL deals. What can you offer them? It's college football free agency. So while you're used to high school recruiting and team rankings and player rankings, all of that's going to be flipped completely upside down, de-emphasized in many ways. And the real focus is going to be be in on those impact transfers that can help you right now. And what do you have lined up? Ole Miss, for example, had a video presentation ready for Zach Evans once he got on campus for an hour and a half. Not only of how they would work him into the offense and feature him and utilize him, but the opportunities for him as far as NIL. So it's true recruiting pitches now. True recruiting pitches. And everything is above board. You can pay for these kids. You can do these things. And that's going to be the biggest 
recruiting development every single cycle. Who are you really paying attention to right now? And it's no disrespect to Bryson Hurst and Cam East and these really talented high school players. You're paying attention to Zach Evans. How many questions have we gotten about Zach Evans, Dylan Gabriel, yeah. Spencer Rattler? Because free agency is here. So that's going to be the norm. The high school stuff is going to be taking a back seat to the transfers because free agency is here. An expanded playoff and an expanded SEC is only going to mean more parity for the sport. Because now, Devin Brown, who's going to Ohio State with a loaded quarterback room, <laughs> these guys are going to see, I don't have to go to Ohio State to be a dynamic quarterback making millions of dollars in NIL deals. No, I can go to Ole Miss, or I can go to so-and-so and so-and-so, and I have a direct line to the starting competition. So parity will be evened out, leveled out. As a school, you have to have all your ducks in a row, all your I's dotted, your T's crossed, to make sure that you're in the perfect position as far as NIL to ensure that you don't get beat by Kentucky. And Ole Miss has gotten beat by Kentucky twice. Taj Harris reopened his recruitment on Sunday. Ole Miss lost him to Kentucky. Barry and Brown to Kentucky. Ole Miss might get back in there for Taj Harris. I don't know. But I do know this. Kentucky is crushing it with NIL right now. Crushing it. That's what it's all going to be focused on. The opportunities and the money that these kids can get. Evan Foster at Evan F177. How well does our offensive line match up against the Baylor defensive line? Um, I haven't looked at it in depth, but I, I, I was kind of looking over some Baylor stats and Baylor, you know, some of their results in their games. And um, I think we're going to be fine. You know, I, I think we faced Alabama. We faced some of the top D lines in the in the nation. I, I don't think that that we will we will necessarily be surprised or outmanned by them. They are they are decently talented. Um, but I don't see it being being any kind of mismatch. I actually really like us for this game. We'll get into depth on this, you know, as we get closer to the game or whatever when we do our research. But, you know, just an early look at it. I don't they're not a particularly dominant team. They kinda of won a bunch of close games. Should have lost Texas Tech, should have lost a couple couple games that they pulled out there at the end. But um, I actually like us in this matchup, and I, and I think that we are the much better team if we come fully healthy and, um, you know, ready to roll with all our guys. Jared Duke, former Ole Miss offensive lineman at Jared Duke. For Brad, what size golf clubs do us Giants require? That's hilarious, big Duke. Um, yeah, dude, you got to go get fitted. Everybody's different. It all depends on how you kind of lean over. kind of depends on your swing. There's a bunch of different factors that go into it, but – you know, you're going to need at least probably an inch, inch under clubs or so, just depending on how you, how you dangle your arms. But, um, I'd, I'd like to see that swing. We need it. We need a Jared Duke, um, golf swing video to see if he's got, got any natural ability there. That would kind of be great. Hey, Jared, submit a video of your golf swing so Brad can break it down. Charles Allen at buzz underscore songs. If Levy is one year from a head coaching job, why would he leave to do an offensive install? Even if he did play there when he could, Build on foundation he already built in Oxford. How does moving work to his advantage versus springboarding from SEC West with schedule favorable to winning it? Very, very good question. Um, I, I, I feel the same way, man. Like I, I don't um, – I think this is going to be a move for personal reasons. I think this is more the more along the lines of, you know, I may get full keys to an offense and kind of do it the exact way that I want. Um, opposed to having to share it with Lane and and all that, you know, I, I just think it. Um, yeah, I don't think it's it's set in stone, but I just think it, it it tells me that maybe he gets to hire the guys that he particularly is more comfortable with and wants, and 
gets to kind of do it his way because you know i mean venables is a is a defensive coach so whoever he hires for offense he's probably gonna get full keys to and um that may be be in his his eyes his chance to kind of showcase who he really is gonna get right back to bradley sal in this mailbag edition of talk of champions after we hear briefly from bna bank and alan samuels chrysler dodge jeep ram of oxford two more proud sponsors of talk of champions BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC. Code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. BXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's your schedule looking like this fall? Don't answer that. I already know. Ole Miss football Saturdays, right? It's all back, and you're going to be there. But when you're making those trips, why not go in style? In the dream car, truck, or Jeep you've always wanted? Well, the only place to go for your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep is Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Alan Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is Alan Samuels aims to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. They're going to get you into your dream car at a price point you can afford, and the process is going to be as seamless as possible. Most everyone who's listened to this podcast should know by now. I only vouch for sponsors I truly believe in. Well, Alan Samuels has been with me the longest. I myself have bought a car from Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, and there's no better car buying experience. Make sure to ask for Byron or Mason and tell them that Talk of Champions sent you so that you can take advantage of any one or more of the services Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. It's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford at 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends. Jack Waiters, at Jack underscore Waiters. Not sure how much you've hit this already, but as Durkin getting a pay raise this year, I feel like it's well-earned. 
any assistant coach of consequence is going to get a pay raise. And DJ Durkin certainly falls under that category. Michael Luker at LukerMichael02. Top bars, places to go in New Orleans. Don't go to Bourbon Street. Bourbon Street sucks. I'm not a New Orleans guy. Go to the Garden District. If you want to enjoy some good bars, um, the Bulldog's good. Bartonique's good. Um, Bourbon O'Bar's good. If you want to go check out Deuce's Bar, the Old Saint, Old Saint, it's right there off of Bourbon Street. Canal is just kind of a mess. I like going to the Garden District. That's where all the students kind of hang out, or I did back when I was living there just out of college. So I would say go out there. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the casino is always great. It's right there in the heart of the quarter. Uh, yeah, that's what I would do if it were me. Go to Lucy's. Go to Lucy's for um, brunch and get Bloody Marys. Mr. Jones at Sports 428 Seven one two three five one. If Lebby leaves, would Joe Brady be a good fit in Oxford? I think so. We touched on this earlier. I think what he did at LSU with um, Joe Burrow and kind of how how dynamic that passing scheme was. I think it kind of fits along the lines of what Lane does. Now I'd be interested to see what the run game would look like. Um, you know, I, I don't remember remember much in the run game. I, I, I do know they had, did have a good running back, so I'm sure he's got his his own little little deal there. But you know, I know in the passing game that would be a, a pretty dynamic duo between him and Kiffin. Um, I, I think he would bring a lot to um, to Oxford. He's, he's a national champion offense coordinator, so. Um, you know, best case, if you were to lose a levy, um, you know, a guy like that falling in your lap after getting fired would be pretty phenomenal. But at the end of the day, man, I mean, there's there's still another opening. You know, LSU's opening still there. It wouldn't surprise me. Maybe they went back and got him. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he lands. Blake Taylor at Dish Boost Blake. Should we expect further changes on staff past levy? There's one assistant I'm keeping my own. Brian Manning at Brian... Eli 29, why did Brad forget to mention during his Ricky Fowler stories being outdrove by me all those years at the Lynx? He keeps bringing that up. There's zero chance he outdrove me, but uh, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe he had a sprinkler head at some point. I, I don't know. And uh, that's all I can think. at Ricky Schwartz, can we incentivize DJ Durkin to stay? Yes, and I think they are. I've come to really appreciate our defensive progress. Me too. He doesn't get enough credit for how much better that defense got. Yeah, I would agree. And, you know, and whatever happened after that Arkansas game, which I heard there was a little bit of a um, come to Jesus between <laughs> between the staff there, um, whatever happened after that Arkansas game, you know, minus maybe the Auburn first half, we were pretty solid for us this year. Very respectable, very much so what, what we were hoping for. And, um, you know, there were some signs where we had some bad bad times, but – you know, we, I feel like later on in the year, they really carried, especially the A&M game. Tater at Tater underscore thought, big recruiting weekend. Any commits on the radar transfers? Bryson Hurst recommitted on Saturday. I think Zach Evans, Ole Miss is the obvious landing spot. If he decides to leave TCU, Percy Lewis, if signing day was today, said he would sign with Ole Miss, but signing day is not today. So I would say those are the ones closest to commit watch because the other ones, Larry Simmons, he reaffirmed his commitment to Ole Miss. Jeremiah Dillon, same thing. Um, Jacarius Clayton, same thing. So if you're thinking about those uncommitted or transfer guys, those would be the ones I'd be keeping an eye on. Ben, what's the what's the deal with the Hearst? Like, I don't academics. Just committed, I feel like. Academics. There were some gotcha. academic gotcha. questions, and he backed off. But they got him gotcha. out. Michael Luker at Luker Michael 2 Oz Levy takes the OC position at OU. Right now, I'd say 88 percent 
I'm gonna up it. I'm gonna up it mid show. I'm gonna up it. I think it's. I think it's very high at this at this moment. Oh wow, Blake Taylor at Dish Boost Blake. What's your way too early score prediction on the Sugar Bowl? Um, yeah, I touched on this earlier. I'm gonna look into it a little farther. Um, I'll make sure make sure I'm really seeing this correctly. But I think Ole Miss gets after him. I think I think we get after him in a big way. Um, if we show up focused, you know, the only thing that worries me is you know the OC change, all that. I don't think that'll affect us. Um, you know, as far as the 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 character of the guys, could be a little bit awkward. Um, I, I don't don't think that that Levy would be here for the bowl game. Matter of fact, I'm 100 percent sure he wouldn't if he leaves. He would. So, uh, yeah, he's he's not going to be there for that. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I think that it will be fully fully Lane Lane taking over. And um, but you know, looking at that matchup, we are a better team. I think that I think that we can get after them in a big way. Um, you know, just just based off of um, what they do. The only thing that does concern me is their quarterback is a bit mobile. But um, you know, I think that. I think we will be one of the better teams they faced all year, if not the best team. Ole Miss 31, Baylor 21, an Egg Bowl redux. Teagues at Andrew Tognolini. Is there any chance Lane hires an OC for recruiting purposes because the offense himself? Well, of course, there's always a chance, but I doubt it. That's not the approach he wants to take. Clyde at Clyde 2254. Is Lebby leaving us? Looks that way. The Greerski at the Greerski. What are your score predictions for the Sugar Bowl? Well, we did that one. I have been filled out at Kiffin's paycheck. How does Levy leaving impact the future of the quarterback position at Ole Miss? Well, Dylan Gabriel is not necessarily on the board right now, or he has dropped down the board because I think his entire tie was Levy. He wants to be where Levy is. Juan Rice Cummings at J.R. Cummings. Are the Revs pursuing David Cutcliffe for an assistant job now that he's out at Duke? I have not heard that outside of some, uh, what would you say, fan casting of it, fantasy booking of that. I have not heard that from anyone um, of consequence. Andrew White at Andrew W9373-4665. Will Ole Miss be a playoff contender next year with Lane Kiffin Brad? Um, I don't I don't think so. I don't I, I just it, if 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 they if we were a playoff t- contender next year, I would be I mean that would be the greatest coaching job and Lane Kiffin should should deserve 15 to 20 million dollars a year because um, if we couldn't do it this year with Matt Corral and, and, and what we had this year, I think it'd be tough. Now, what I'd like to see next year is us get our quarterback in place. You know, it maybe it, maybe it's a transfer portal guy, but hopefully it's a it's a younger guy. Get your quarterback in place. Get get some good key pieces. You know, replaced. Go go out have eight. You know, maybe seven, eight, nine wins somewhere in there with a really bright looking future quarterback, kind of like we did with Corral with the um, you know the year before. And give some excitement and some forward guidance that 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 it looked pretty promising. I think that would be a complete win for Ole Miss. Um, but to, to, for us, in order for us to go out and be a playoff contender, somebody would have to come out of nowhere and have like a, a Johnny Manziel type of season or something crazy. Um, could happen. I'm not saying it won't happen, but if that were to happen, that would be on another level of of, of reloading. Which you know, it's not like not like we have a bunch of five stars sitting behind. So we're, we're relying on the portal here. Um, it, it would take it would take absolute home runs all over the portal. Nubby at NubSup69, my favorite Twitter handle. Imagine this whole podcast thing <laughs> doesn't work out, and y'all both take the logical next career step. Pick each other's stripper names. <laughs> oh my god! Brad sold your pants. <laughs> I don't even know how to do a stripper name, stripper name dude. Um, Trixie Dixie. Even- 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe um, Benjamin Carrot. I don't know. Oh, Maybe man, that's even... kind of great. Oh, <laughs> shit. That's kind of great. Howdy, Toddy, at Jenny underscore Moyer, our favorite listener. Mostly want to hear y'all break down Baylor. I know nothing about them except that Chip and Joanna Gaines are alums. That is the most Jenny Moyer connection ever. HGTV connection ever. I know nothing about Baylor outside of the little bit I watched on Saturday. So, Brad, you got the floor. Yeah, like I said, I haven't looked into him too much. Um, you know, I, I just going over some stats and, and kind of the games they play. It looks like their quarterback's pretty mobile. Um, they play a lot of tight games, though, man. It's not like they've they, they've been just really dominant. It's kind of one of those seasons where they they barely got past Texas. They probably should have lost Texas Tech. Just kind of a a gritty team. Um, you know, it looks like they're not giving up a ton of points. That'll be interesting. I'll probably have to dig into their defense a little bit. Um, but you know, overall, I don't think a, a super on paper, just like eye popping team, but, but somehow it's figuring out a way to win. I don't know if it has to do with, um, you know, schedule, whatever, but you know, they're fine. They're figuring out ways to win and they are a, um, you know, they're, they're where they are for a reason. So it'll, it'll be a tough match for us, but I do think on paper, all in all, we are, we are the, the better team here. They've got real speed on defense though. Yeah, I know, but you know, it, it, that's all kind of relevant of, of who they played and what they, um, you know, you know, it, it's just it's just a matter of, of what their opponents have looked like compared to ours and stuff too. So, um, I, I think that that we've played in a better conference, and um, you know, you just look at I, I like I like looking at similar p- opponents and kind of kind of how they handled guys and um, you know what whatever sticks out to me is that Texas game. You know, you look at Arkansas, blew Texas out. They played a pretty tight game versus State. I know it don't work like that, but but I do like looking into that and kind of seeing how how that they handled each other compared to other teams. I think that kind of gives you a tail on on um, you know what what what's the legit comparison or any way to get some kind of comparison from that. Blake Taylor at Dish Boost Blake with a lot of questions and he'll finish us out. Assuming Gabriel doesn't choose to come to Oxford, who should we turn our eyes to in the portal aside from the obvious Rattler? Well, y'all been asking the same questions over and over and over, so I guess we'll do it one more time here. It's not your fault, Blake. It's not your fault. I guess y'all don't read what other people are asking. Huh. I know that Lane Kiffin likes Harrison Bailey. I don't think that's where Ole Miss is going to go. Jack Miller has upside but no experience. They could get Miles Brennan if they wanted him. I don't think they want him right now. There's been communication there. He's probably considered a backup plan. It would depend on who the OC is. If the OC is Graham Harrell, I brought up the dark connection. There's some other players, too, um, where a quarterback could follow the OC. And who's to say that somebody that's a big name that we're not even thinking about right now, something happens or something has happened with a staff, and that player enters the portal because Lane Kiffin brings on a coach of consequence as OC or replaces an assistant. I don't know. I think right now... The Levy news, if anything else, because I know a lot of people are freaking out or panicking about Levy. At the end of the day, you got out of this cycle because Lane Kiffin, we hadn't even talked about this. Lane Kiffin signed his extension on Saturday. That's a big deal. Now, I've heard there's nothing tying Ole Miss to Lane Kiffin long-term, and there's nothing tying Lane Kiffin to Ole Miss long-term, meaning that either party can get out of it without any real pain. I think that's kind of what had to happen to keep this thing going. Now, I don't know if that's true. I just had heard that, and you'll like to hear what we're hearing, and I've heard that. But that's a big deal. To get out of this cycle with Lane Kiffin as your head coach is a big deal. Think about the jobs that came open. LSU, 
Florida, USC, Oklahoma, Virginia Tech, and Virginia Tech in any other cycle would have been a top three position. Notre Dame. Miami, as of today, hasn't come open, but what Miami's doing to uh, Manny Diaz right now is absolutely disgusting to me. And I know that he's a millionaire, but he's also a human being with a family, and good Lord, they could not be handling that any worse. But think of those jobs that have come open, and for Lane Kiffin not to get one of those jobs tells me that he's in it at Ole Miss for a little while now. Because if he gets the right guys in the portal and wins 10 games, now we're going to be right back here next year. But if they only win eight, if they only win seven, maybe nine, I don't think that his star will be as bright as it was right now. And that should tell you that maybe as a candidate, his status as a candidate gets a little bit overblown by the media, by message boards for Ole Miss, be it the Ole Miss Spirit or anywhere else. So I think that's an important thing and the most important thing. And we've been talking about this forever, Brad, how we didn't think that Lane Kiffin and Jeff Levy were going to be back together next year. Now, we started to trend more a little differently in that respect because we've been hearing that Levy wouldn't make a lateral move. That would be a head coaching position. But those head coaching positions did not come. ULL filled up. And that was the spot that all these upcoming coaches that wanted a shot wanted to go down to. Billy Napier built a hell of an infrastructure down there and has got a really good, talented team down there that could propel the next guy to the next big job. I even heard talking to somebody on Sunday. I can't remember who said this, but somebody on Sunday said that even Dan Mullen reached out about ULL. So that's a job that a lot of coaches wanted. For Jeff Levy to not get those opportunities, maybe he feels like he has to move and kind of uh, separate himself from Lane Kiffin or branch out on his own, so to speak, to help his resume and to go back to a place where he played and has familiarity with and run his entire show, has full autonomy. I get it. And the money, if it's the same, maybe it's just time, and that's fine. Because if you could, as an Ole Miss fan, pick between lane, of course you want everybody to be back, right? You just won 10 games, the first 10 win regular season in program history. But if you can't have everybody back, which one would you choose as an Ole Miss fan right now, Lane or Jeff Levy? Now, some would say, well, for the future of the program, Jeff Levy, no. It's Lane Kiffin. That's the answer. And that's what you're getting out of this cycle with, which I'm surprised by, quite frankly. So at the end of the day, panic all you want and think about, oh, God, what are they doing? The transfer portal now. Names will come up. They will add somebody good. And if they add what we think they're going to add in the portal, they're going to be just as good next year. Well, maybe not just as good because two and under center. But they're going to be a really competitive football team with a favorable schedule. And Lane Kiffin is still the head coach. This is Talk yeah. of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. If you haven't already subscribed, review Talk of Champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. This podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions. And I write for the Ole Miss Spirit. OleMissSpirit.com in a field of all three. Go sign up right now to get full recruiting coverage. It's popping every single day as well as anything and everything in regards to the coaching carousel, Jeff Lebby leaving, whatever it might be, sign up. Seven-day free trial, and you can cancel any time. We'll be back later this week. Thank you, buddy. See you, Ben. Howdy, toddy. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.